JJ Gottek is the founder and CEO of OnLoop. They're an organization using AI to give team managers superpowers. Welcome to the show, JJ. Thank you, George. It's good to have you here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Yeah, I think I think the best way I describe myself is, you know, a, a tech operator, a, a CEO coach, and an angel investor. Um, I call I call Singapore home. Um, and I feel like if I draw an arc through my whole life, the only consistent theme is is trying to bring the best out of people. Um, when when I was 21 uh, and joined Accenture as a management consultant, um, I was given People Developer of the Year as a second year analyst. When when usually most senior managers and partners get that award, and um, I think there was something in my DNA right from the get go in uh, in sort of businesses about people and and sort of if you don't have curiosity about the people, you don't build great businesses. And you know, fast forward 10 or 12 years and. Uh, in in many ways, on loop is a culmination of of that life's work. Um, I I live in Singapore uh, with with my wife Ollie. I I grew up in India, but I've called Singapore home uh, for a while. I just recently also became um, Singaporean, um, and and you know I personally care a lot about first principles thinking and the world sort of being critical about what they hear and what they what they see going on and. And ask themselves hard questions about what is right or wrong, um, which is probably a different podcast discussion. Um, but in any ways, in many ways, what drives me as a person is to, um, you know, keep making progress and unlock full potential of both myself and those around me. Well, amen to that. All right. So when you're 21 years old and you're trying to develop people, was this before AI? I'm assuming. Yes, it was when conversations and personal charm is all we had. <laughs> that was all you had at your disposal and 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 it worked. I think if you care, you know, that's an underappreciated skill set. You just got to give a shit uh, and that makes magic happen in most situations. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. So how do you was it just the obvious thing as soon as you start to learn about artificial intelligence machine whatever how technology can enable what it is that you're already doing the old-fashioned way walk me through that yeah that's a good point so i fundamentally don't think i'm a technologist um and i think i care much more about bringing out the best in people then I naturally care about technology. And I think one of the issues with with Gen AI and, and, and the sort of the mass adoption of Gen AI is I think people are trying to apply Gen AI to things for the sake of Gen AI. Um, and in fact, us as a company, we started working with GPT-3 back in 2021, even before Gen AI was at heart. Uh, and that's because we started dealing with topics like feedback um, and realize that feedback is a lot about language and what generative AI models are essentially a triple PhD in English that can give people language superpowers much better than they can give themselves. Um, and, I, and I think that I much more come on approach from what problems I care about and then figuring out what is happening new in the world that can help solve that problem in novel ways versus 
taking a piece of technology and trying to apply it to problems, which I see a lot of what is happening in the world right now. Problem A, solution AI. Problem B, solution AI. Problem C, believe it or not, AI is the solution. Not necessarily. So what are those problems that, that you're working on? Yeah, so, so, you know, ultimately, we deal with topics like goals and feedback in organizations and how to apply them in the service of high performance, not in the service of documentation or HR processes or adding paperwork and bureaucracy, but how do we adopt topics like goals and feedback in an organization? Because ultimately, that is the lifeblood of high performance. But the way they've been applied in organizations has felt like chores that has made people run away from and and through our work the last three years, we've we've ended up coming up with a framework that we call CTD, or collaborative team development, to help managers really demystify what are the components of a high-performing team member or a high-performing team, um, and really not make it feel like this woo-woo tough thing for people to unravel. Um, and, and where I think I feel very lucky for building a product company and not a consulting company or a, or a sort of advisory company is that my job is to simplify things. And the, and the simpler I make it, the easier I make it for a lot of people to adopt it. Um, and we have to do less scalable work on a per customer by customer basis. Um, and and we sort of are on a mission to see if we can demystify being a manager so that we can convert every manager in the world to be a good manager. Because we believe every manager can be a good manager, but there's a lot of baggage around what being a manager means, et cetera, that prevents us from doing so. So does do the those core critical competencies that help an individual and a team perform well, is that subjective to each organization? No. Um, I, I think in the same way that the components of what makes a human being fit is the same, right? And today we know that to be fit and healthy, you need to eat and, eat and drink well, you need to sleep well, and you need to work out. Right. And it's and 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 sort of when someone is deeply unfit, it's one of those three. Now that doesn't mean that if everybody does all of those three, they all become Usain Bolt and start winning Olympic gold medals. But by breaking them down into constituent parts, each individual and each organization can make progress. In terms of how much progress, I think, is often dependent on context and the organization. But we think that the core ingredients of what makes a good manager um, is not necessarily organizationally dependent, neither is it functionally dependent. So what is it? Good question. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so essentially, the, the way we look at it is there, there are really five hierarchical layers to it. Uh, and I think the, the, the core component here is that there is a hierarchy. 
And, and at the base level of it is each person's what we call energy level or what is their intrinsic motivation? How energized are they? How non-burnt out they are to really show up to work every day? Um, and and the correlation between that energy and motivation and performance is becoming more and more clear. And most performance frameworks don't put that at the very foundation. Um, the next layer on top of that is sort of what goals people are trying to achieve. Um, and the issue with a lot of goal frameworks in the past is that they've been very top-down in terms of how it helps an organization achieve goals, but very rarely sort of go down to the individual level to give them clarity on what they should be working on. And so we define goals as either one of targets or projects or skills or a combination of the three that that each person is, is working on. And ultimately, to get every person to a base level of performance, it is important to manage their motivation and manage their clarity and prioritization around their goals and track progress against them. And actually, if every manager just did those two things really well, they would have at least an average performing team member in every team member. Now, the next three layers on top of it are what sustains performance. So the layer on top of goals is what we call celebrate feedback to help people understand superpowers. Um, typically, people have looked at celebrate feedback as recognition or praise, but actually where it adds even more value is helping each people art articulate what they're actually really good at. The layer on top of that is improved or constructive feedback to help people identify blind spots. And lastly, on top of it, is ongoing continuous learning and development or growth based on each person's specific skill goals or feedback that they receive. And actually, improved feedback and continuous growth are much more high-performing traits versus low-performing traits. But typically, when, when someone has a bad performer, they tend to think about all the things that a person can do well and give them constructive feedback but actually that further reduces performance than increases performance. And typically when you have a high performer, you're like, you're doing great, but you, they don't get enough constructive feedback, but what they're actually craving is more constructive feedback to learn and grow. And so most managers are aware of all of those five components of managing motivation, managing goals, both types of feedback and ongoing learning as the core components of their job as a manager. But I think what we've been able to impress upon people is sort of the hierarchy that exists within those five layers. And the fact that if stuff towards the bottom is broken, doing anything towards the top doesn't really move the needle. And that context can change week or on a week or even a day on a day basis. And, and a lot of managers don't sort of communicate or have the right feedback loops, especially in hybrid organizations to really understand how people are doing at more basal levels. Um, and so both through technology as well as conversations, we sort of imbibe that framework in organizations, which is why for us, we see ourselves much more in the service of making every manager effective technology or no technology, I think that's 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 the next layer question, but effectively breaking it down into constituent parts, we make it super easy to execute on. I think that that's great. It, it makes a ton of sense. 
Is it any size organization could benefit from this? I, I guess my my ultimate question was, how do you train if we're in a big company with lots of managers? How do you train them up on this framework and then train yeah. them up on the actual tech? Yeah, I I, I think I, I think training is again a great word, right? And if you look at most amount of corporate training, it's about three hundred seventy billion dollars spent on corporate training and. A lot of people would say a vast majority of that spend is incredibly ineffective. Um, and largely for two reasons. One is when we train, when we preach something to people, they don't necessarily internalize the model or internalize anything that you're telling them to do. Um, and then even if they go through a day or two of training and like have an aha moment around it, it doesn't get sticky after that. So, so what we do is typically run sort of a 12-week curriculum with the managers of an organization. And, and typically, if an organization has one or two managers, what we tend to say is that there are other more pressing problems to solve, not that they can't benefit from it, but typically, critical, critical mass exists once you start to have 10, 20, 30, 40 managers or more in an organization. And typically, we would then run them through a 12-week program that would first start off with sort of a four-hour workshop around the framework, key components of it, and much more in a conversation or workshop orientation um, versus a preach the model, because anybody can go learning anything online, but the value of putting them in a room is to drive discussion and get to certain aha moments. Um, and then we will sort of introduce the tool as a way to then drive an ongoing habit around those five layers. We would then do a check-in about six weeks down the line because certain habits are easier than others. Typically, we see energy checks or celebrates happen easier, improve feedback being harder. That's where AI actually helps make that process a whole lot easier. And so we would do sort of a two-hour refresher midway through. And then at the 12-week mark, we actually generate what we call a prism summary in the product on each of their direct reports, taking all of the goals and the feedback. So, so people get to see end-to-end -end in terms of how building the right micro habits around the framework then lead to a much more holistic understanding of every team member and lead to far more effective data for purposes of giving people ratings or bonuses or, or calibrations, et cetera, whereby it's very much micro observations that add up. So we sort of take people through a bit of a quarter long journey um, to sort of go from the framework to the tool and then the the end benefit of it so they see that end-to-end -end process that they can then drive themselves off nice as you're introducing this to prospective users you're pitching it to companies what is the pushback that that, that you receive yeah I, I i think there are a couple of things that we hear and actually that's that's led to a bit of a strategic change for us too, because we very much first started with the app, right? And the and the software around it. And as we often spoke to companies, they often felt, listen, all this sounds great, but we don't know if our, if our company is ready. We don't know if our managers have the awareness of, of how, to, how to go about it. So I think sometimes leaders believe that people need a certain level of sophistication um, to adopt sort of a new model um, and, a, and a new approach, right? Which 
I generally think is more a perception than reality. I think every organization can be agile, for instance. It's just a question of, are you going to invest in doing it the the, the right way? Um, and then and then two is, is often skepticism around a whole suite of tools that have existed over time uh, around things like goals and feedback um, that have generally felt like work or chores for people. Um, so, so what we find ourselves in is dealing a lot with the baggage of performance management, <laughs> um, and and sort of how hated that has been as an approach uh, in in most organizations. Which is why we realize that we kind of need to like feed this to people in bite sized chunks. And now we even do like leadership workshops to sort of walk them through the framework. Like, actually, it's not rocket science. It just it just stitches it together uh, in the right way. It's actually not um, that big a shift. And then the other thing I say is that companies tend to solve only their top three problems. Um, and, and sometimes if survival is at stake, um, you then start thinking about sort of what will just keep me alive for the next day versus sort of investing in your people, investing in your managers is a little bit more of a medium-term investment. Um, but, I, but I think what's happened through the pandemic as well with the shift to hybrid work and with sort of the macroeconomic uncertainty, companies have stopped hiring a lot of people. Um, and so a lot of focus on like, how do we do more with less and, and, and how do we sort of get the most out of our existing teams? I think a lot of leaders have realized that's really about better managers and them knowing how to execute with resources. And so we've actually seen more demand for our business through the pandemic and towards the end of it. I, I know some companies have seen a bit of a pullback in budgets, et cetera. We also have an, a go-to-market strategy that like pitches to business leaders directly versus a functional organization so that business leaders directly see how this impacts their business outcomes. And that might affect on how we get viewed by businesses too. Fascinating. It's always, uh, <clears throat> you're always receiving feedback from your customers and your prospects, just like you're helping your managers and refining and changing. Hopefully. And it, it makes sense that uh, companies would be more interested in, in, and it would be great for your organization that you have organizations, companies that are trying to go and develop their existing folks versus trying to just hire more in so, who knew, JJ? Who knew? No, totally. And and you know, I think we live in a very rapidly transforming world. And I think on the one hand, that creates a lot of uncertainty, but I think that also creates a lot of opportunity. And I and I and I think that for businesses, they kind of need to make sure they control their own destiny and and sort of control what they can control and, and leave the rest. I think sometimes you can get caught up in, is interest rates going to come down or stay where they are and what's going to happen to inflation? But but I think as a business owner, I've realized that certain things I can't do anything about. <laughs> and, and and worrying about that then distracts me from doing what I can control. And so, so I, I feel like my posture has somewhat changed also in terms of how I think about running a business through the pandemic. Um, and and realizing that, you know, we live in a different world today than we did three, four years ago with 0% interest rates. And this is my first um, sort of downturn to work through as a business leader. So I've definitely learned a whole lot with, with where things have been going. Yeah, well said. 
Well, JJ, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Um, how can organizations engage with you? Yeah, so like our website's on loop.com. And, um, and if you're looking for me, I think LinkedIn's the best place to find me. Um, on loop, JJ will probably bring me up uh, in, in, in any search. Um, and, and I read every message that comes to my mailbox. I may not always reply to everyone, but I definitely read everyone. So if anyone's intrigued or wants to chat more, I, I would love to hear from you. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show JJ your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to onloop.com and dig deeper into what JJ has been talking about today. And then you can find him on LinkedIn as well. And I will link all of those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, JJ. Thanks, George. Till next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.